Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Saturdays with the Sloth with the Hyper Sloth Gods of Rock Zigzag and Rufus, the only guys in the universe smarter than me. Put your listening ears on because this experimental sloth cast is about to blow your feeble fucking minds. Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour Saturday night, full hour, and more like an hour and a half edition if you add the VIP, correct, Amundo Rufus? Yeah. yeah, and who knew there were so many fucking songs about Saturday? How did you find all yeah. those? That intro? I wonder if there's a whole thing about how many, the most songs written about anything would probably be love or unrequited love. Ooh. Uh, one song could cover both. Is there a song about straight up murder of unrequited love? Sure. Uh, there. A Cop Killer by Ice-T. There is. Cop Killer? Is that what you said? Yeah, by Ice-T. Remember that big controversy oh. when he came out with that song, Cop Killer? I do I remember, remember because he played live at the back room during that fucking tour, and it was a big deal in Austin. Remember that? Did he really? Yeah. Live? Can you imagine Ice-T at the fucking back room, dude? How did I not go to that show? I I can't believe I haven't heard of it until now. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what I, the, the back room, I mean, I think that... Your band had pleasured the back room with your with your uh, with your music, correct? Oh yeah, Monday? Used to play Did Palm Monday back. play in the back room? A lot, yeah. We played that place a lot. I like that place. It was a dive. I mean, it was like as close to a biker bar as you can get in Austin, but it was cool. If I recall correctly, I went to a, a maybe one of your shows at the back room. Really? Or maybe that was Charles's band. It might have been Charles Ben because I think that's the first time I ever saw anybody drink vodka and Coke. And I vodka. said, that's the fucking thing? And he's like, yeah, that's the thing. Then he proceeded to get completely plowed because when that guy basically smelled beer, he fucking got shit-faced. Jesus he, Christ. Vodka and Coke. Have you ever heard of that? 
never yeah. fucking heard of it and never would try it. Uh, I mean, no, I guess I'd try it, it, but it's never come up. Right. I don't think I would try it. So I would probably maybe vodka and diet coke. Yeah, I I can't think of what I did. I think I've only ever had vodka either straight or with orange juice. I can't think of what a does vodka go with anything else? Vodka is excellent fucking straight, but I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how to drink your vodka, Rufus, okay? Straight from the bottle. If you're not drinking it, if you need to look more sophisticated than drinking it straight from the bottle, this is what you do. You go into a bar, you order a fucking rocks glass full of vodka with ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Very, like two ice cubes. Right? Then a lot of vodka, then kind of a lot of fucking olive juice and three mm. fucking olives, right? And and you might as well be drinking it straight from the fucking bottle at that point. But people do, it doesn't look like you're drinking it from the bottle. There was this guy I worked with at uh Double Dave's Pizza Works. He was a delivery driver back when I was like assistant manager before I delivered for Double Dave's. And this and guy was wait a older. Minute. So you were assistant before, assistant manager before you delivered. Yeah, I didn't yeah. start delivering until. Wait, a lot so later. is that the natural rotation of the food chain there? Well, no, I quit, and then I came back later. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I apologize. I apologize for for cutting into your story there. It just no, was, I was curious about that. I was not I was demoted, not but there was this guy there who got a job. <laughs> this guy was really cool, super fucking smart, but he was like in his forties. He's dead and, now. It, yeah, he oh he's definitely dead when you hear this, but uh, he was extremely well read, smart. I kind of looked up to the guy, but he was definitely off kilter and had you know the divorce or two under his belt and perhaps he was an alcoholic. He said one day because either I had gotten off while he was coming on, uh, or I was in like getting a check and still hanging out because that's what you did, right. you know, you get a free beer. And he came in and he said, hey, you want to go with me on a couple of runs? I was like, sure. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I get in the car and uh, he proceeds to he, – he he had taken a large cup of ice from the shop and he poured uh-huh. an entire bottle of vodka in it. And he uh-huh. said, I'll get through this tonight. And sure enough, I, I rode with him for pretty much the whole night. We were just hitting it off, having a good time. And he was just drinking straight up fucking vodka. The whole goddamn night. God bless. Yeah, he's dead. He's definitely dead. Unless he quit the vodka, maybe he's still alive. I was out to lunch not that long ago with some of my business associates who, this was so fucking awkward. They're all drinking and getting drunk, right? After a, a business meeting type thing where we had actually invited some people from another company to go with us out to dinner. And the people from my company proceeded to get pretty drunk. But the awkward part was they knew this waitress, right, from this place that we went to, but they hadn't seen her in, like, over a year because of COVID, right? Sure. So these people, this is like their watering hole, right, these people I work with, where they go to fucking get drunk on at least one fucking night a week. But they hadn't been there a year, okay, because it's been closed. So, But they see this lady, and they're, like, getting their usual drunk, yeah. And then they are talking to this lady like, oh, Tina, let's just say her name is Tina. I can't remember her name. They're like, oh, Tina, you know, it's so good to see you again. We'll have to do some shots tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And Tina's like, uh, I've been sober for 12 months. I haven't had a drink 
since uh, COVID started, I was drinking two-fifths of vodka a day. Jesus, Jesus. God. <laughs> right. So your dude drinking that and this chick's drinking fucking two-fifths of vodka a day. And you can get there. I mean, if you've ever watched fucking any of the fucking interventions, right? I told you the the life cycle of the alcoholic is just like my fucking uncle Mike told me, right? He's actually my dad's cousin, Mike, but we call him Uncle Mike. And uh, he said beer, wine, schnapps, whiskey, (laughs) vodka, the grave. Right. right. The, the and, thing about vodka is it's easy to drink. I mean, it it doesn't have that like off-putting – yeah, it, but, but really, you mix it with some orange oh, juice yeah. or I, I guess even just some water or Coke, what the fuck ever. But it's uh, it goes down pretty fucking easy. The, yeah, and, the reason the vodka is the killer is, like you're saying, it's the sneaker, right? It can oh, go yeah. – Wherever you got to go. Hey, well, what are you drinking? Oh, just a fucking, uh, you know, some pop. You can, you, pour can, you can fill up an Ozarka bottle with vodka and nobody fucking know. My aunt Joe used to do it to fly on airplanes, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she'd fill up a whole fucking... Because that's back, like, right when they first started the security checkpoint or whatever, and they just made you take a swig of whatever you were drinking. Yeah. Yeah. But here's what I found out. It's perfectly legal to take a bottle of vodka on a fucking airplane. They can't drinking? stop you. Yeah. Why don't Why they just have like liquor stores? Once you get beyond they the checkpoint. They do on international flights. Really? Yes. You've never seen a fucking liquor store in an airport where you were flying from, uh, like to like Honduras or somewhere, going through a duty free shop? No. I mean, maybe I wasn't looking for it, but I never saw like a liquor store. There were yeah. bars. You're under your oath not to fucking drink the booze right after you buy it in the duty free shop, but I I'm pretty sure a lot of people would say they would find probably three hundred to four hundred empty vodka bottles in the bathroom a week. I would imagine it's in the other things. Like coke uh, in the the fucking carry on bin, just stash it up there. (laughs) Clink clink. The fucking plane banks and it just sounds like glassware. Rolling around up there Sounds like the backseat of my car (laughs) Exactly (laughs) That's why I drink cans (laughs) But um Yeah I just can't believe Yeah they they know What do they do now okay say this is what I had this idea right you know that I don't drink Anymore but I surely smoke weed But weed doesn't give you that hankering That you need a fucking drink For something you know what I mean So When they closed all those fucking restaurants and shit, like Chili's and all these, uh, you know, like when you go to a hotel, or not a hotel, uh, an airport, there's like places to fucking, there's bars. There's literally fucking bars there. What about every fucking alcoholic that had to get on a fucking airplane and didn't know that? You know what I mean? They probably had people fucking detoxing all over the place when they closed that shit down. I I bet so. People walking around the DTs like a zombie apocalypse. I mean, seriously, I guess you would think that maybe you would bring some shooters or something with you. Well, I remember early on in COVID when they were starting to shut shit down, there was a big campaign to keep liquor stores open. Oh, yeah, for no, that they never reason. closed them down. They never right. closed them down because of that reason. Well, okay. and drinking, and this is the sad part, alcoholic-related liver disease is up 20% since the beginning of COVID. 
God bless America. That's not a lie, dude. That is fucking crazy. I believe it. I believe it. That's why people need to go to work, right? Because at work, you just can't fucking sit around and drink all day. It's not that people don't want to, but when left to their own devices, they absolutely will. But if they're at work, they're forced not to fucking sit around and drink all day. That's what I would like to get in the mind of somebody who has not worked from home before until COVID. They've always gone to an office, sat in a commute, and suddenly they're at home. They're unleashed. They can do whatever the fuck they want as long as they, you know, respond to emails. Format 30% of the fucking job that they're required to do. Exactly. I can totally see somebody like that being like, well, I can fucking start drinking early. And then next yeah. thing you know, they're fucked up. Dude, I'm sure there's probably 8 million Zoom fucking snippets out there of people doing that, right? Oh, there's oh, got to be. Tap into that. Why don't you research that uh, and see well, what we find out? What do you look at? Drunk Zoom call. You saw the Zoom call where the guy had the cat filter on, yeah, right? I absolutely love that, and I can't believe that I did not know that that cat filter existed. I would love to sit in a meeting in a meeting as a cat. I do love that, but I, I suspect there was a little bit of not totally being sober involved in that. You think so? I would think that if his say his daughter put it on that setting, I that's wouldn't a, know how to fucking get it off. Yeah, that's what you say. But the night before when you're drunk off your ass and you're just fucking around with the filters and you pass out and forget to turn them off. When you're in the furries room that you like to visit uh, on a weekly basis. And you act like a little kitten, and the big Doberman is humping your face. The uh, yeah. the booze lets down your inhibition, so you can really <laughs> get into. All right, I'm just gonna say that guy Jeffrey Tubin who got caught jacking off on the on the guy that worked for CNN. I never I, saw the video, but I, I do I never remember. Saw the video either. Is there a video floating out there? So what happened? I mean, surely he was doing it under the table, right? I mean, I'm guessing that he – I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe he pushed his chair back a little bit to get a little fucking wrist room. That's what I would have to guess. I did I see didn't... one of a guy who was uh, clearly just laying down in his bed and had not even gotten out of bed for the entire day. He, he didn't know his camera was on. Right, and he was doing a meeting? Yeah. yeah. Watching people during the meetings, I watch this guy during the meeting, and you see all their fucking weird mannerisms and shit. It's very fucking odd. I, I'm I'm to the point where I'm not turning. I'm going to start not having my camera on for meetings because first of all, it's distracting because right. I end up just watching what the other person is doing. I always I, like I, another person that's not that. It seems like the person who's not talking thinks that people aren't watching them. Right? right, but I'm always watch. I never watch the person talking. I always watch the other people on the call to see what they're doing. I've had I've to do a few Zoom meetings since all this <clears throat> fucking shit went down, and I've never used my camera. And, and I, I've, I've, other people have, so I've watched them. And first of all, you don't fucking look good or professional. I do not care what your setting is or what you're wearing on a Zoom call. You, that's not your best fucking face to put forward in a business meeting. Or the background. You could be in the have a posh office, but your background is this, this fucking big. That would probably work pretty well. <laughs> but, uh, but people always, they like complain. We can't see your face. We can't see your face. I'm just like, sorry. Fucking get used to it. You know, I, I don't. You know what I started doing? Just calling the number on my phone. Yes. I'm like, oh, I'm too. sorry, guys. I'm going to have to join my phone today. 
you know, fuck that. Yeah, the yeah, last one I did, I, I said, well, I'm on mobile, and I just can't do it. That's what I did. And they're like, we're trying to share our screen. I'm like, well, just send me a couple of fucking snapshots, you know, in my inbox, and I'll check them some other day in the trash box. Yeah, I haven't even even been on ones where a screen had to be shared. They just wanted to see me for some reason. And <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I see what you're saying, right. You know like what I think it is? You're at work, too. Or are you just laying in bed, dude? I've done one from my bed before. Yeah, that's bold. <laughs> I mean, no. They didn't have the TV was not on. But I, I was like, yeah, I'm in on the call, and I'm just fucking laying in bed. See, I would I get would... paranoid that my camera was on, and I just didn't know it in that case. I just did it from my phone, though, so I knew that the camera wasn't on. Ah, go, well. See what I'm saying, though? They're having their big fancy Zoom meeting. I'm laying in bed, ready to go back to sleep. That was so. That was like it seems like a decade ago, Rupert. That was like four months ago. Yeah. And now grinding out that nine to five in an office every fucking day. It's fucking brutal. It's a fucking brutal way. To, it's a very cruel way to live. Nothing gets done. A lot of meetings. A lot of pointless meetings. A lot of. I mean, I really spend more time fending off people from the office than I actually do doing actual work. Right. <laughs> Other people trying to. I don't know, look busy or whatever, or trying to get me wrapped up into helping them look busy. Does that make sense? And it's like the boss. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to see me working. I need to be busy, and you need to be near me telling me that I'm doing good by being busy. Being, being in an office in a- is constant stress. It's con- You're either being offensive or on the defense. There's no calm, relaxing moment at all. You're either – looking to hide or not get cornered by somebody who wants something. And then if you get caught playing solitaire or whatever, then suddenly you get launched into, well, I've been doing spreadsheets for fucking four hours. I thought I could take a break. Now I want to come in and see what's on your computer screen. Can you share it? We're on a zoom meeting. I want to see your face. He saw me, my, uh, my partner saw me the other day shopping for that car. During business hours. Oh, shit. Were you sharing your screen? <laughs> With Jeffrey Tubin, the guy from CNN who got caught whacking off. I didn't want to look that up, but I am uh, curious about your car. What's up with the car? Uh, well, I went and drove, test drove this car today. It's what a Mazda CX-5 Turbo, Carbo, Carbon Edition Turbo. Cool. Sounds like well, a fancy car. Not really a fancy car, but actually a pretty nice car. Got a 10 out of 10, Rufus. 10 out of 10 by, from Car and Driver. Well, nice. We're, we're on our second Mazda. I've been pleased with the Mazda. Are you? Yeah. yeah. So I did a lot of research on this car. So then I go to buy this car today, and I can't. I can't buy it. Why? I'm going to tell you why, Rufus, and it's a sad story. you got to have a job that pays you at least $400 a week. <laughs> no, no. And I don't even have bankruptcies. Or it's not in the middle of a divorce. Okay. No, those aren't even the reasons. Uh, because my driver's license was expired. Oh, oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah, doesn't that fucking suck? That and they're like, suck. Yeah, they're like, sorry, we can't legally let you drive off of the fucking lot in this car without a, a fucking, without a real license. Wait, like you, didn't find this out, you didn't find this out after you'd done the whole two-hour rigmarole with a salesperson. Did you? No, no. I actually knew it after we, the deal was. I went for the test drive, right? 
Yeah. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth here, and I tell this guy, I you know how they don't really give you a lot of room to test drive. I took two laps around the the you know like they give you a part of the city you can drive around or whatever, and out into the country. You gotta be you gotta sure, be, man. You gotta dude, be sure. So we're sitting there and we're negotiating the deal in this fucking car, and I, he's like. He's looking at my driver's license because he's got a giant fucking picture of it. You know, they made a copy of it, and then they, I guess it said, automatically enlarges it or something. And he's, he's looking at it, and I said, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you that was expired, right? Because I knew, I did know that they wouldn't let me take the car for a test ride. And I said to my wife, you think I'll be able to? She goes, they won't even fucking notice. And she was right. They didn't notice. So they then would not have noticed unless you brought it up. Right. But then we're doing the deal, and... uh he he's like, oh shit, because he's like, gotta take the numbers to the manager, right? And I didn't even, dude, I didn't even haggle on the fucking car. This it's a good deal on this fucking car. So I was like, I'm not here to fucking haggle. I'm here to buy the fucking car, right? right. I'm not gonna waste. I don't want to waste fucking two hours here doing the dance. You know what I mean? Not no. interested. So I'm like, yeah, because so then I'm like, can I drive it again? Before I even told, him, so I'm like, can I drive it again? He's like, hell yes. And he's just a young kid, like a 25-year-old kid. So he hands me the keys. I take off and go for another drive. I come back. He meets me out in the parking lot. He's like, are you going to buy it? I'm like, yep, I'm going to fucking buy it. He's like, oh, all right, dude. So then we go and sit down, and then we do the dance, right? We didn't do the dance. I'm like, I'm here to buy the car. What's your best deal on the car? I mean, right. I'm not. I'm like, even if it was whatever the fucking asking price was, I was okay with it. You know good, what I mean? Good you. I hate the dance. I hate the fucking yeah. dance. So he goes and he's like, I talked to my manager. Takes the paperwork back to the manager. The manager knocks six hundred bucks off the car, right? Without me even asking to do the dance. And uh, so we're working on the paperwork, and then he's like, Well, you know, I can't, I can't let you drive the car home tonight. You got to get your license renewed and bring it back on Monday. He's like, I could let your wife drive it, right? Okay. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it Monday. Maybe I changed my mind by Monday, Rufus. You don't know. Well, was your wife there? What did she say about that? Was she, she like, was, let me fucking drive it? No, she didn't. She didn't want to drive it. I could tell. It's okay. snowy here. So uh, I knew that I'd be putting her in a precarious position by asking her to drive the new car. In the she snow couldn't drive it off the lot and pull into a gas station and then got to <laughs> wow. You know what? Knowing my wife, no, honestly. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my wife would be because the same. She's like, you'll get in a crash. The car won't have any legitimate insurance on it because you don't have a fucking valid driver's license. We couldn't get insurance at our insurance company because they were already they're closed on the weekend, right? Yeah. So it just I'm like, we'll just wait till Monday. I got a feeling your wife and my wife would get along. along. I don't know. Your wife likes to give people hell on the phone. It sounds like my wife does not. My wife was there with me not to do the dance. Okay. Well, I, I had her support in not doing the dance to save money. She supported me 100%. I do not I do, do not the do. dance at all. And thankfully, online, if you if I like the price online for a car. Right. I knew I, I could afford the car. You right. know what I mean? So. I'm not out there shopping for a car I can't afford, so I show up trying to beat the guy down. You know what I mean? Like, I can't afford a new car, but I need it. So you need to come off this three thousand dollars. So you what's know, the uh, what's the plan? Are you going to renew your license? How long is that yeah, going to take? Yeah. And we'll... I have to go. I just have to go to the license bureau here on Monday and renew my license, and then go back and pick up the car if I still want it. That is. That's when you walk in and start like haggling. You know, I've had a lot of time to think about it. 
Now let's dance. <laughs> That's right. Now that I'm legal, let's dance. Right. I could not sign this paperwork legally because I was not an authorized valid license holder. <laughs> now we shall dance. <laughs> no, I don't even care about doing the dance. First, I just don't want to spend the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. The last few times I bought cars, I'm like, I'm just, this is what I'm, yeah, it's a good deal. I've researched the fuck out of this car, probably annoyingly so. I knew as much about the car as the sales guy did, probably. And I'm just like, I don't, I even told him, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. You know what I mean? I'm not, let's, let's make this as quick and easy as possible for both of us. The last last time we bought a car. We didn't we, haggle either. We know we, we looked it up. We just went there, called ahead. We wanted to try this car. We did it, and still, I swear to God, it was an hour and a half. We were oh, fucking yeah. there yeah. with a ridiculous – and they have to go over every goddamn fucking thing. I'm like, dude, I'm 46. I've bought cars, man. Just show yeah, me what I fucking like, The guy actually told me, right, because I did say today, I'm not here to spend all afternoon here. I want to – let's do this test drive. We'll talk. I'm in. I'm out. Right. And it still mm-hmm. took an hour. Don't get me wrong. It still took a fucking hour. But he then he like when I'm leaving tonight, he's like, yeah, so I'm here till eight on uh, on Monday night. And he's like, I just want to let you know what's going to take probably about an hour and a half or two hours to get through all the stuff. And I'm like, how? I mean, I, he could have lost the sale right fucking then. Right. Right. Because I was like, what more is there? Sign the fucking paperwork. Big fucking deal. You should be able to yeah, buy a car with a fucking scanning a QR code. You can, right? Carvana would let you do that, would it not? But here's why he told – then what he told me was because when I was like uh, – I was like an hour and a half worth of fucking paperwork, right? I mean, what do I do? I, what am I signing? And he's right. like, no, no. He's like, this is to show you all the goodies on the car. Oh, that was clever. Right? little twist around. Yeah, and I was okay. like, oh. Maybe, maybe I'll be interested in that. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just YouTube it from home or never do like my wife's car, which is like totally loaded with all the fucking goodies. And we didn't stay there to take the class from the guy who was going to show us how to use them. So now we just don't use any of the goodies on the fucking car, basically, because they're I've unnecessary. I've never taken a class. Every, Every car, car I've owned has a, a, a manual that fucking right. fits. I've never opened a page of it. There's no telling what wonders my vehicles have offered unto me that I've right. never experienced. But I get in it and I go somewhere. First thing I did was check out this car to see if it had some decent stash spots. There's one or two I felt like. There's a couple that uh, that are promising. Let's just call them promising, Rufus. Does it have a cigarette lighter? No, it does not, actually. But what it does have, and this is how I think they're getting around cigarette lighters now. Yeah. Is a 12 volt plug in like you could plug your car charger into, even though there's like six fucking USB ports yeah. all around where it is. But you have to, I guess it's BYO push in lighter thing, right? You, you got to go to the car auto parts store and buy a push in lighter. You can, you can, but you know what we use it for is you can buy this little red box and you plug it into that, and the red box has like actual. You know, like outlets in your house. Right. So we yeah. use it. I'm like familiar we're going with somewhere. those. I have one of those in the back of my Pathfinder. Exactly. So the kid yeah. plugs in his laptop on long trips. It never fucking dies. Dude, camping. I Great I for fucking camping. I was shopping for this Honda Ridgeline truck, right? 
And maybe I should get the fucking Honda Ridgeline truck, but it had the coolest thing in the back. You know what it had in the back? You open up a little thing, and it had a fucking a 110 volt outlet right there. I honestly do not know why that's just not that's right. I mean, every the, fucking vehicle. The thing I bought to plug in to make it a 110 outvolt thing was like fucking nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why exactly. can't they? I mean, so they could do it for like a penny, probably. You know, you there's know, some uh, shady thing. fucking deal with patents and. Uh, well, I mean, can't. Honda Ridgeline did it. They they fucking put one back there. They also put speakers in the back in the in the truck bed. In they the will never. They won't play when you are moving forward past five miles an hour, though. I don't know. It's a well thought out truck. I just wish it looked better as a truck. Just doesn't look like a good looking truck. It's kind of and it drives more like a sedan. They say, which actually made me kind of want one. All right, Honda Ridgeline. Is that what it is? I thought you were looking at a Dodge for a while. I was, but then I was like, do I need this much truck? You know what I mean? That is what a real man asks. That's that's an overcompensating man is what that is. I've got a Dodge truck. Need I say more, fine sir? Yeah, that's okay. That's a compliment. That looks like a truck somebody who doesn't need a truck would have. (laughs) That's right. I googled (laughs) if I need a truck, and it came up I did not. Well, plus I'm keeping my Pathfinder, so I don't, you know, I don't need a truck. I mean, if I need to haul something out of a trailer for the Pathfinder, I'll just use that. There you go. I never, I can, do you put a lot of stuff in the back of your truck, honestly? Uh, now we do, you live on a farm. We do, we because do. unfortunately they don't pick up recycling at the house, so we have to load it up with a shitload of fucking recycling and take it to the recycling place. I guess I would be remiss to ask you, what is your weather like? in Texas for you right now. This Why are you having electricity? Why are you blessed with running water? What's the story there? I don't know, because apparently it's really fucking bad in other places right? in Texas. It's like a but... fabulous miracle that you have all everything running on full cylinders at your house. I think either it's just because we're not in a, a, a big city. It seems like Houston, Austin, Dallas, these places are suffering. Uh-huh. We're in Glean. Plus, we have the largest military base in the United States, oh. so there's probably some extra infrastructure. Yeah, so, yeah we've not Roger. lost power, not lost water. Um, we, you know, left our water trickling, so we haven't right. had busted pipes. Was without internet for a couple of hours one morning, and that was it. So yeah, it's been pretty gravy here. I just want to know how scared you were when the when the internet went out. What if this that was a long term thing? Dude, I internet told, I, or running water? Let me ask you those questions. Well, okay. Yeah, my answer is the night before the shit hit, I told my wife, I was like, I hope the internet fucking goes out. I just hope the Oh, so you don't have to work? Out. Right. Why exactly. don't you just tell people your internet is out? I mean, you could be like, I live in Killeen, Texas. We don't have any fucking internet. I've done that before. Good to hear. And I'm sure it was the last week when we were supposed to have the show on Monday night. You should I never rat yourself out, dude. I can't. <laughs> oh, okay. He's having trouble hearing me, folks. Oh, uh, looks like the internet went down. Sweet. Now we can talk about Rufus. So anyways, like I was saying during that Monday show when his internet was out, you know, Rufus, <laughs> he's a... So anyways... I did do. I actually did end up doing a show on my own. Did I not? Did, did you, you ever listen to that show? 
No, I no, would I assume would. you wouldn't do it. But I did do it. I did do it. And I think that was the Monday when you got back from camping. Uh, could have been. Could have been. All right. You were you had a little camping hiatus, if I recall correctly, a post-camp hiatus from the show. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to be camping next weekend, too. Really? Dude, it's super cold there, isn't it? No. no. My, the next weekend, the high is going to be in the 60s during the day. <laughs> Won't it like, be all muddy, though, from the snow melt and shit? No. There's no rain. Dude, the snow is pretty much gone already. Oh, is it really? Today was the first day, literally. So, like, last yesterday the high was 22. Today the high was 52. It's not going to get freezing again. The shit's pretty much all gone. So, yeah, are you going to invite your girlfriend on this camping trip, too? Uh, one of them, maybe. Right, just one? Why just one? No, unfortunately, to prove myself, i got to take the family. Oh, my God. Including four fucking dogs. What? You don't take your dogs camping. You sound like me. That's yes. not fair to the dogs. It's not, because they got to be leashed the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, no, unacceptable. I think what should happen, dude, and this is, and I want you to make yourself harder, is you stay home with the dogs and allow your wife and son to go camping. They would, would not do it. I think you demand it. By gun think, if necessary. Gee, I'm, I'm getting to the point in my life where that it might come to that, just to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> so you're going, I, really, I don't think the dog, I always worry about a dog running away during something like that. Hey, hey me too. Me too. But the problem is, we're not like, in Jasper, we had the two acres, we could leave right. the dogs and be like, hey, Ron, keep an eye on them. Right. Not here, we're in a fucking suburban I neighborhood. That's why you can't go on said camping trip. Wow. That's happening. Next weekend meeting this weekend coming up. Yes. The one after now. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I just, wow. That's all I can say. So what are you going to have to do to prove yourself? Not have some chick meet you on your camping trip? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not enjoy yourself. That that's pretty much what I not enjoying myself is how I prove my worth all the time. <laughs> You're suffering. That's good. That's my, good. My, my suffering, if I'm suffering, that means I'm not lying about something. <laughs> how could you be lying? Look how miserable you are. That's right. If you were cheating on me, you'd be happy. <laughs> you'd be glad to go to the store for me. <laughs> So, uh, same spot? You're going to the same exact spot? Nope. New place. It's oh, closer. Cool. How's your girlfriend feel about that? Uh, I haven't told her. Oh, no. She still thinks you guys are camping next weekend? Yeah, well, according, as far as she knows, she's my fiance. Oh, right. My one and only. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I was just watching the 90 Days Fiance before the show started with my wife. uh, Well, it was new episodes, not really a new episode, but new people, right? On the Discovery Plus, they have, like, some new people, some snippets of some new people. Uh And you're just like, huh, I wonder why these people didn't make it on the regular show, right? The show show. And then it's like, yeah, I'm bringing so-and-so over, and my parents don't even know that he's alive, but we're engaged to be married, right? Or I'm estranged from my mom and dad because I told them I'm bringing some dude here from another country, (laughs) 
I'm going to support him while he lives out his dream to be a boxer. <laughs> Did you make that up? No, I did not. I, did, I, did not. <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate the compliment, but no, no. How could I make that up? That is that so is fucking so obscure. <laughs> and it's true. That's what's happening. I would estrange my child, too. <laughs> yeah, but she's like, it's totally normal. I mean, he loves me. He's from Tunisia, and he loves me. And we, you know, we met for four days once. And now I'm going to support him on his way to be a boxer. <laughs> be a fucking boxer. I wish I could make up shit like that. <laughs> Dude, the funny part is that these people are more than happy. If you bring a, you, you bring a person over here on a K-1 visa, right? <laughs> and then you get divorced from them, you have to fucking pay their bills and shit <laughs> the next fucking 10 years. What? You, like... You are obligated, you sign something with the government saying you fucking will take care of this person so they're not indigent, right? So they're not homeless and shit because they're not supposed to become wards of the government mm. after, you know, they have married you for the fucking green card. So some of these people are fucking trying to get their mom and dad to sign on to fucking take care of somebody if they don't, if they can't meet. I mean, it's like a credit check type thing. Dude. The guy, uh, Dave Foley, who was on that TV show, News Radio, right? I know who Dave Foley is. He was married and got divorced. And under Canadian law, you have to, for the rest of your ex's life, support them with the same amount of money you were making the day you got divorced. And so they got divorced, like, during News Radio, and then he lost that gig. And he's been having to give her like almost ninety percent of his fucking earnings ever since, ever oh since, because God. he's never gotten up to that fucking scale again. But by Canadian law, you got to that is insane perpetuity. Yeah, it's really fucking insane. Jesus, criminy. Poor Dave Foley. No wonder he's not in a lot of stuff. He's too busy probably washing dishes somewhere. Uh, he's probably in a lot of shit you never see because he's like in the background making forty five bucks for a day. No, and Dave Foley was good too. Okay. Let's look up look up Dave Foley and share your screen with me right now. Let's see what Dave Foley's up to these days. I bet he's got a podcast. Obviously a less successful podcast than this one. Let's look at IMDB. And I also want to say, Rufus, during the show, any uh intellectual property or ideas that are produced during this formation of this show or property of Hypersloth, Zigzag Rupus, and, and their uh, assumed real names, which are not Zigzag and, Nooses, and Rufus. But uh, just know that we will sue you and you will be um, uh, civilly liable for any damages and probably criminally liable for stealing our ideas. Thank you for listening to the show. Amen. Amen. So on IMDb, he's got a few projects for 2021. Let us hear one episode of a TV show called Call Your Mother. How's he looking? Old. <laughs> Share your screen with me. I want to see Dave Foley. Share he seems screen. like he would look old. Even though he looked really young as like a middle-aged guy. Can you see my screen? Now I can't see. Oh my see. God. What? Now I can't fucking see. That's Dave Foley right there? Yeah, this yeah. dude right here. Oh, my God. No fucking way. 
Yes, why? And so now he's look. Kids in the Hall is apparently doing some kind of new season because now they got 2021 here. But look, it's one episode of like two TV shows. My wife hates that show. It's Pony. What is that? Close enough, fresh off the boat. That's a pretty decent show. That was old. Those are a year old though. Yeah. So I mean, he's giving his wife the money for those. Well, sure he is. He's still got a fucking bear. Jesus. The kids in the hall. I mean, what? how could they possibly... You know what I'm saying. Now it's just sad. You know, I, I don't ever remember watching kids in the hall or when I saw it really getting into it. Do you, right. do you remember anything about it? Yeah, it was amateur enough at the time, right? But it was clever because they were young guys. Watching old guys do that kind of shtick... I just don't know if it's fucking possible, especially as sad as Dave Foley looks right there. It, it's a, was it sketch comedy? Like yes. uh, SNL? I think if you push on that right there, you can probably watch a little bit. There you go. You won't be able to hear it, though. That's all right. I'll hear it in my head. Looks very nineties. Looks very Canadian. Very Canadian, you're right. Right, and that's what I remember the like Canadian humor that I didn't really some most of it I didn't even get. That's him. Yeah, I know. And look at him now. Jesus. Some of these guys went on to be in Mr. Show, it looks like to me. There's Dave. Sorry, could you, it looks like a Canadian Monty Python. That's what it is, exactly. Okay. It's Lauren Michaels, Canadian version of Saturday Night Live, but better. Well, I mean, at that time, when that was on, I mean, what year was that? 1989, 1990? Kids, I mean, Saturday Night yeah. Live was halfway decent still. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, yeah, Dave Foley, that, those were the golden years, I think, for Dave. Ain't no golden years now. I mean, I feel bad for him. I do too, because I remember watching the law. I liked him. Some antiquated fucking law that's never <laughs> well, I mean, been that's... fucking reassessed. This is no, what no, happens when you let women one... into the higher levels of government. Same, but same for women taking care women that would have to take care of a man. The divorce a law. A law like that does not even assume women can make money on their own. You don't, that's an you don't old so. law. No, that's an old law. That that law was penned back when dudes made all the fucking money and women did nothing but stay at home. Come on, Dave needs a better fucking lawyer. Sounds like to me. Well, they sure as fuck can't afford one now. No, nope, they got him in a trick bag now. He can't afford a lawyer to get out of it, Reese's. I knew you it. Know. I didn't even you know speak, it. But you I knew know it. it. I you never eat was. during the show. Show off. I did get Reese's for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, not uh, Valentine's Day. I've been going to the aquatic center again, right, where I swim and do my yeah, yeah. patented Aquatone technique, which is my own personal water workout. I want to say. I can see it's working well. And I noticed people admiring me, my Adonis-like body and looks while I'm in the pool. It is but, quite Adonis-like. So I go yesterday. Right, and I'm like, I'm gonna get in. I've been, I've tried. I've actually almost been every day for like the last two weeks, and I'm like, 
I'm going to get in there and I'm going to get out before Rufus even gets a chance, you know, before the show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I tell my wife I'm leaving here at six o'clock. I usually takes about an hour, hour and 15 minutes to get done in the workout, but I like to sit in the hot tub a half an hour before, or for 15 minutes before I, before I swim. Right. So I'm sitting in the hot tub yesterday and I make the mistake of not putting my earbuds in. Right. So this guy starts to talk to me. Oh no. Yes. Yes. Oh no is right. This guy told me his whole fucking life story, dude. I shit you fucking not. Why? I didn't even get to swim because every time I kept getting up to swim, he would like half follow me. Oh, no. Yeah, and then I felt bad because I was like, oh, man, this guy is like pouring his heart out to me how he fucking bought his father-in-law's business. And in 2008, the business went belly up and his business was, uh, what he did was like, you know, when you go around to a pond or a lake that has a bunch of lily pads and shit growing in it? Sure, I know that. He was the guy that went around in the boat poisoning the fucking lily pads and the fish so people could swim in the lake. That's a common job. Mm-hmm. And it was his father-in-law's job, and he graduated with a business. He was just telling me how smart he was, but also telling me how stupid he was because he's been unemployed for, like, five years, right? And he was trying to build the fucking system. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're smart, dude. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think smart people talk to strangers. Not like that, they don't. No, it, that's what I mean. Not like that. Smart people do not just start unloading to random fucking people. Because smart people, they have some introspection. They, they... <laughs> Dude, that's what I do. I just sit there and kind of stare off. Usually I smoke some weed before I go. And, and sure. pull disclosure, Rufus. And I've been actually... There's like there's a group of people that go the same time I do, right? Who we don't talk, but we have a nonverbal acknowledgement of each other, right? And sometimes they will hold the lane for me or a place in the hot tub for me, right? When other people are circling around because we're like the old guard, right? These are people that have been going there for a long time, but I've integrated myself with them. It's like a Roman bathhouse. Yeah, well, I'm saying one is an old Chinese lady. Right, one is a one is a Mexican guy who is a, like an older Mexican guy, but he's always smiling. He's he's probably high too, I would imagine. But he always gets the fucking Mexican chicks to talk to him, right? He'll like talk to all these Mexican chicks. And the other day there was this fucking super hot Mexican chick, and he's talking to her, and I'm sitting in the hot tub with him, and he told them that I was all right, right? Because I always say, "Hey, amigo," or "What's up, amigo?" You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh. So this uh, hot-looking Mexican chick kind of waved at me when she was leaving, dude. I was like, yeah. I mean, it didn't mean anything to her, but it was surely was important to me. Did it Did get you keto crispy? <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's what I call it now. <laughs> crispy. Yes, it was sour creaming everywhere. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I have integrated myself to these, to this group of people who are the regulars. I like to call them. Cool. Sounds like a diverse group. It is actually. It is. The nicest people, honestly, are the Hispanic people. It's the white people that don't ever talk to anybody. I mean, not even they just they are the except for this guy, right? I've talked to a few decent people. I guess that's not entirely true. 
But they, it's like the American people never are having any fun, right? Yeah. They just are like they're torturing themselves. And since I'm high, I'm there to have fun. The timer broke on the fucking, you know, you have to twitch the timer to keep the bubbles on in the thing. Sure. In the hot tub. It broke the other day. Someone twisted the wrong way and it broke. So when you turned it on, it went and went right back and shut off. Uh oh. Uh oh. Who saved the day? Who saved the day that day, you think, Rufus? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Double Z. That's right. Double Z stepped up, right? Everybody's what all bummed do? out. The whole crew. I'm saying this is the whole evening crew is bummed out, right? Because the hot tub's not working right. What would you do? And I took my, my goggle strap, right? Yeah. I turned the thing, and then I pinched my goggle strap in between that the thing and the metal part that it's up against, and it stuck. I turned around, got some thumbs up. And some clapping, dude, from my fucking crew. You're yeah, fucking you're MacGyver. That's and then I MacGyver told the one shit. guy, there's a guy there who hates Trump, and I told the one guy when I sat down, I said, don't thank me, thank the weed. And he just started <laughs> fucking laughing. You're an innovator. I am an innovator. <laughs> then are. I felt bad, dude. This is so sad. So my crew leaves, right? Crew, okay. My crew leaves. My homies leave. Your homies. Your gang. <laughs> Gang, the gang leaves. That's what I'm calling from now. The Aqua Gang. <laughs> the gang. The Aqua Gang. The Aqua Gang, gang from now on. And, uh, Get some shirts made. And there's people, other people sitting in the hot tub. Aqua Gang. And then I kept staying, right? And I had to tell my wife this time. Like, I stayed because <laughs> I was afraid if I took my goggles out and the thing shut off, yeah. that people would be like, he broke the fucking hot tub. <laughs> Because the, by then the Aqua Gang had left, the people had witnessed me. <laughs> the Aqua Gang had. This is an episode of fucking Seinfeld. You're crazy in this episode. I'm. I like to think myself as Jerry. Okay, please. Uh, I think maybe you're George. Oh, I know my hair. My hair. God bless it. No, no. It, it it's a bounce between Jerry and Kramer in that episode. That's a that's a Seinfeld episode right there. So I ended up staying a long time, and then finally, I just I had to leave, dude, because I was getting so hot sitting in the hot tub. There was no lanes to swim in the regular pool because the Aqua Gang had left, so we no one was holding my lane. And I just told some like I had to get out. I said I really hate to do this, but the only reason this hot tub is working is because my goggles are stuck in the switch over there. And she's like, "It's cool, it's cool." She was hurt, I could tell, and disappointed. But I did not get reported to the to the authorities for breaking the hot tub, as far as I know. Well, she should be grateful. I mean, she's not in the Aqua Gang, and you were and nice I enough to give her an yeah. explanation. That's true. That's you weren't true. like, fuck you, bitch. Grab my goggles. I just wonder, I know that someone would have been like, he broke it, because that's kind of what it would look like. Because they weren't noticing that the goggles were keeping the fucking thing on. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they're aloof, like most fucking people are. Totally so aloof. Everything's working for them. It's all... Now I'm thinking about it, I wish I just would have went over there and fucking broke it. Maybe I'll just break <laughs> it next time. Like, Fuck this shit. Twist it the <laughs> wrong way. Fuck you people. Take some needle nose pliers in there and just really fuck it up. <laughs> well, the one guy's telling me, he's like, I can't believe it's not digital now. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, yeah, think about it. Why? Why make it digital? It's a fucking... A egg timer with a fucking wire on it. 
I, I did have to say, what kind of low rent place are you going to where this the knobs place, are fucking no, broken? No, this place is brand new and cost sixty million dollars to fucking build. Has two Olympic sized swimming pools in it. And the knobs are that shoddy. Yep, the Mexican guy told me he thought someone twisted it the wrong way. Why can't you twist it? You had to twist it pretty fucking hard the wrong way yes, to break that shit, right? You're exactly right. Or they try to twist it past the thing. I don't know. But he's got like that haircut where it's like basically shaved on the sides and then just a little bit of hair on the top. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I call him the general. He likes that. <laughs> he likes I call him the general. I gave him a nickname. That's his nickname in the Aqua Gang. El General. El General. That's what I say to him. Sounds like you know these people a little more than you're letting on. I like them. Invite them on the show. I really don't know them, to be honest with you. But the the Chinese lady asked me when I was leaving last night. She's like, you're leaving already? I was like, yep. Sorry, I got here a little early tonight. Got a, got a gig, I said. Got a gig. What she would you – how do you think they react if you uh... – Introduce them to the show and have them listen to an episode. Oh this God. one. This one in particular. That would be actually pretty funny. You're painting them in a great light. I like this. They're nice people, dude. They're totally nice people. You know what I've noticed about people that actually use the water side of the Y and not the muscles? It used to be a YMCA, but they knocked down the YMCA, which was perfectly fine, and built some $60 million fucking monstrosity. Sure. But um, the, the people that use the aquatic side of things are like the stonier people, and the people who fucking run and lift weights and shit are like the fucking more angrier people. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, when you're, you're focused so much on building your muscles up, you know, you're kind of... exercising uh, your brain. Right. Exactly. It's the easy man's way toward feeling good about himself. Toward masculinity. Right. Well, you used to pump iron, didn't you? Didn't you have a weight bench in your old house? I do, and I, I still have one, and I still use it. But I'm not like trying to get fucking ripped and walk, you're not walk around to get with a swole. What are you doing if you're not getting swole, Jack? I got nothing. I don't need swole. I just don't need to have like flabby shit hanging off. You need these guns, baby. You need Aquatone, bro. That's what you need. Come I would love up. Aquatone. I love Aquatone. You would. You know what? I know some people watching me do Aquatone. Then I saw a guy secretly doing some Aquatone on his own regimen. I did not Uh, say anything, but I saw him doing it. I did want to ask you this. Is it like a a routine that you do? Is it like methods? It's methods methods is what it is, Rufus. I'll get in the pool up to my chest. I'll just give you an example of one aquatone. Okay, I'll give you an example of a couple. So I get in the pool, and I walk in the pool, but then I do, like, I take, I have these paddles that I put on my hands, like swimming paddles. You ever seen those? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do, like, a, I go towards my chest, right, pushing against the water. So that's a lot of fucking force. Yes, it is, dude. It's a fucking workout. I'm not shitting you. So I do that one, then I do the same thing, going backwards. Right, using the back muscles, like pushing it backwards, falling back, and then pushing forward. Right, then I do another thing where I put my, I cross my feet and lift them up off the bottom of the pool. Then I do this and swim all the way the 25 yards across the pool, holding my feet out in front of me in a sitting position with my legs crossed. Jesus Christ, dude, it's a fucking serious workout. It, it really is like it, for real. 
Yeah, and then I do another one where I practice my golf swing. This is like this, and this is what helped my golf game the last year. But like it got. I remember I'm up to the water to like here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a golf swing. I got those paddles, and I go back until I get out of the water. Then I go forward with my golf swing till I get out of the water, all the way down the fucking pool, like sixty times probably. And I try so to do I, everything I, like four times. It takes one half hour exactly. So I can imagine after doing that particular move in the water a lot, that whenever you get out and just do it naturally, it's like yeah, it melted butter. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, just fucking go. Yeah, I added like fucking 30 yards to every fucking club that I hit. Last year. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. And those are all my unpatented. I mean, some of those I've put together from watching other videos of people working out in the water, but that's my own patented Aquatone. Not to be patented Aquatone system. But I do know this. Beach bodies are built in the winter, baby. Ooh. My wife yeah, told yeah. me that. My wife told me that. It must be as someone else was saying. She saw a Walmart. On a car. Yeah, she probably did. She probably was probably at Walmart on a some kind of probably some kind of uh, summer themed ice cream thing where it's like, don't worry about your body in the winter. Beach bodies are made in in the or wait, don't worry about your body in the summer. Beach bodies are made in the winter. Eat whatever you want. Man, you're yeah. pounding them down. How many? I, you know. Know? I don't you know. A bag or a sleeve. Oh shit! The big Snack bag, time. biggest bag you can get, baby. Sixty, sixty pieces in here when it's brand new, Rufus. I got a I got sleeve a... for a Valentine's Day. It's the full size ones in a sleeve, mm-hmm. and I got them sitting in the freezer. Those just came out of the freezer, baby. Ooh, they're in the perfect sweet spot though, because there's a spot where they're a little too hard out of the freezer, right? So you really got to break your jaw to try to get them fucking broken in half. But then there's that cold spot where they're just a little tender and you can slice right through, but they're still nice and firm. I'll tell you what's good to do. And this won't resonate with you at all because you're not a coffee drinker. But if you take a frozen fucking Reese's Uh and you take a bite and then you take a drink of hot coffee and it just melts in your mouth with coffee. Right. Sounds like you're living. That's living. That's America. That is living. Welcome to America. White privilege. White privilege and chocolate privilege. In some countries, they probably can't even afford chocolate. Nope. Or privilege. So we're going to take it into the VIP, folks. Don't forget to join us because it's a very special episode of the VIP where we're going to play Jeopardy. Right, Rufus? Yeah, I need to bring up the uh, spreadsheet. Call it right now. 646-668-8826 and join us for Jeopardy. That's 646-668-8826. Call now. 8646-668-8826. A lot of eights and sixes. Do you think every other number is that fucking crazy? Do you think they're just uh, random numbers? I don't know. I kind of like that number. It's easy to remember. I do, too. Though. I love it. So I'm saying that I wonder if they came up with a lot of clever numbers or they're just this one just seems to be awesome. I think I we're think blessed. All right, folks, call us into the VIP. This is Double Z State. Ow, 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 of the first part of the show.
hype sauce happy hour with Zigzag and Rufus. Welcome to the IT part of the show. This is the part of the show where Rufus tells us his deepest, darkest secrets. Tell us a deep, dark Rufusism that we don't know about right now. I once oh. killed a hobo under a bridge in Austin, Texas. With a spoon? No, not with a spoon. With his own fucking... Uh, Can on a stick? It was a shiv. He made a shiv. To, oh. He was, he was going to kill another hobo. And I was like, don't kill that fucking hobo. Yeah, who do you think you are taking a hobo's life? Let me show you what that's like. Right, right. You know, uh, what I always want to do is be a hobo. Now, why would a hobo put a bandana full of food on a stick and carry it behind them? Well, you can't make a backpack out of a bandana. But, I mean, what does that free you up to do? Why are you just carrying the bandana full of food, like, in your hand and dangling at your side? I think it's because the stick itself is useful in other ways, as a walking stick or a defensive well, what, weapon. But then what are you doing with your bandana full of food if you're using a walking stick? You, you fling it at oncoming perpetrators, and then when it knocks them out, you have a meal. <laughs> you know what? Real quick before we start, Jeopardy, can you look up if there's a name for the the bandana on a stick bingo. and why, why it is such a thing? Are you seriously saying bingo? Bent, it's called a bindle. Oh, really? I I learned that from Impractical Jokers. Oh, really? Yes. What were they doing on Impractical Jokers with their bindle? They had one of the guys working a job at some place and then had him get fired. And they said, now walk out with a bindle. And so he got a broomstick and made a bindle and walked out <laughs> like it was all sad. Really? Yeah, and sure enough, you look up Bindle, it's a stick with a fucking sack on it. <laughs> Is there any story behind it? Let's see. This is an educational program, first and foremost. It's a whole Wikipedia entry. Let's hear it. A Bindle is the bag, sack, or carrying device stereotypically used by the American subculture of hobos. Okay. A bindle stiff was another name for a hobo. I like bindle stiff. Yeah, that's, that's better than a hobo. A little that's more a good band name. Uh, The bindle is colloquially known as the blanket stick, particularly uh, is a blanket. So there, that you carry your oh, blanket okay. too. Particularly within the northeastern hobo community, a bindle stiff, according to James Blish in his novel *A Life for the Stars*. Was about a hobo who stole another hobo's bindle. Hence uh, the colloquialum, the colloquial whatever stiff, as in steal. Stiff somebody. Yeah, the hobo is a dangerous lifestyle. Yes, it is. In modern pop culture, the bindle is portrayed as a stick with cloth, with a cloth or a blanket tied around one end, carrying items, with the entire array being carried over the shoulder. This transferred force to the shoulder, I'm getting into physics, which allowed a longer-lasting and comfortable grip, especially you know with what, the buddy, heavy load. You know what, I was actually thinking that. that I was that thinking that there sense. was this reason you put it over your shoulder and it's taking some of the pressure off right. and you're kind of resting your hand and walking. And if you got a heavy one, you can even like put your arm over right. the stick and just kind of... Mobiles huh. are smart people. They are smart people, dude. They fucking, I think they invented the first can opener... Right, because that's how they ate. 
Cans yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, they invented cans so that they could have beans. Right, so they could have portable meals. That's Fucking right. God bless those hoes. They were like the hyper slots of their day. They were. They were. Collecting on the bindle, the bindle stick, you know, the name bindle stiff, or any of that fucking stuff. I am. I gotta say, I'm a little envious of the hobo culture. Well, I mean, think about it. Famous, the famous blues guys. A lot of them were fucking hobos who just rode the rails. Oh yeah, and these weren't like indigent people. They went looking for work, place to live. Yeah. Gotta have, gotta give him credit. Uh, Woody Guthrie was a hobo, correct? Uh, you're right. Yes. I always wanted to be like Woody Guthrie. I mean, if you, I read his autobiography, and man, you're just like, fuck. That seems like a cool way to fucking live your life. I mean, it was hard. There's no doubt, but he was a fucking grassroots motherfucker down to the core. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he was like Bernie Sanders of his day. Yep, yep. So you gotta have a lot. You know, he. The, at one point, the country was on the right track because they used the song "This Land Is My Land, This Land Is Your Land," right? And like that was like a uh, a popular tune when I was even a kid. Now it's like a socialism. Like the people were like, "It's a socialist song. This is not my land or your land. This is my land." Or you know, can't live on my land for free. God damn it! Well, isn't well, that what the song was about? Was like. Yeah. Fucking open up your land. I mean, it's land. Yeah. It's earth. Come on, let's do this. You can't own it all. You can't keep people from enjoying it, but you certainly can ruin it with pollution. You see that airplane fell apart over fucking Colorado today? What? No. Yeah, some airplane is flying over Colorado, and its engine started on fire and fell apart. But the engine, the the plane landed fine. But parts of the fucking engine like fell on houses and shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, you got to be amazed that that doesn't happen more often, really. Like I said, we live next to the largest military base in the U.S. There's constantly helicopters flying over and planes with payloads and the big helicopters that have, like, the two top rotors. Right. And I'm like, man, they're training people. That's why they're flying around. I'm like, what if one of these fucking recruits fucks up and crashes a helicopter into our house? Right. That'd be cool as fuck. I mean, insurance would cover it. As long as we survive, that'd be a pretty cool tweet about it. We? Oh. <laughs> I'm praying for you every night, brother. Every night. <laughs> I saw this last night. There's this Dateline on, right? And this really weird dude fucking... Had four wives that he killed, right? Or they had a hand in their death. Did you see this? No. No. And he's this really strange dude. And uh, sounds like it. He would go talk to these dudes. He would find these homeless guys, right? And like he would befriend them, and then he'd be like, "Hey, man, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to fucking off my wife, <laughs> right?" So these guys that he fucking befriended would off his fucking wife, and then he would shoot them and make it look like a fucking uh-huh. home invasion. And I'm like, we're fucking two minutes into this thing, and I tell my cop, my my wife, exactly what happened. She goes, yeah, oh, no doubt. Right? It took these cops fucking like eight years to figure this shit out. I'm like, what? And it really wasn't even the cops. The cops knew what happened, but they kept going to the prosecutors in these different cities and telling them, and they wouldn't fucking do anything about it. Dude, I listened to a podcast called Case File. 
every Saturday they have a new episode, and it's just like Dateline. It's right. some horrible fucking thing that happened somewhere and how the guy was caught or not caught. And it's exactly the same. I listened to one today. Same thing. It was so obvious to everyone fucking involved that this guy basically murdered like 30 fucking people. But the prosecutor was like, well, ain't got enough. You know, you can't bring it to trial. He, he admitted it, sure, but people admit all kinds of crazy things. Right. You know? Like, what? Tell them about miscarriages of justice. This guy, actually, who was later found guilty, ended up, in the meantime, sued the police department and won for defamation of character. What? What? Yes. Yes. And he sued, like, an insurance company and got a fucking bunch of money. And he kept just fucking doing it. He kept getting away with it. Okay. Look, Six I, marriages I, I, in 13 years, four women dead. All I chicks that he met were like match and shit. I don't condone murder, especially <laughs> serial murder. But you have to admire the balls on some of these guys and what they get away with. They're fucking nuts. They just don't care about going to jail. That's as far as I can tell. They're just like, I don't care. If I go to jail, I fucking go to jail. Who cares? But it's it's the same attitude we talked about where if you don't care if you get a job or promotion, it's just like, fuck it. I'm going to do what the fuck I wanted. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Fuck you. You're exactly fucking right. That's exactly right. It's just, what do you, I mean, if you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Alexa, play Jeopardy. You ready for this, dog? We got to redeem ourselves. Oh, wait. You were supposed to smoke some weed before tonight's Jeopardy episode. Oh, Uh, shit. I didn't roll anything. We'll be all right. We won't. We won't. Oh, come on. Alexa, play Jeopardy. We just have to get at least eight, an average of eight. This. I'll see what I can do. Jeopardy. Uh oh. Here is your host, Alex Rebecca. Thanks, Johnny, and welcome, players. Today is Saturday, which means it's time for our clues written for teens and families. You can play Teen Jeopardy or catch up on the clues from this week. Which would you like to play? Teen. Here's what's in store this week. What's in store, Johnny? Our first category is all in the celebrity family. Give the shared surname of the celebrity family members in the clues. Ben and Casey. Affleck. Uh. Correct. Your second category is cooking class. The key type of this citrus fruit can be small. You may need a dozen to yield a half cup of juice. What is is lime? That's not it. The correct response was what is a key lime? You the got it. Jeopardy category is get involved. The name of this hospital volunteer comes from the red and white striped uniform. What is a candy striper? Correct. Today's fourth Jeopardy category is travel fun. Follow the pilgrim path to see the sights of this New England city. Yes, it really rocks. What is what Plymouth? Is, Good job. The next Jeopardy category is the birds and the bees. Bees help create new species when they move this powder from one type of plant to another. What is pollen? Correct. Your next category is USA. Oregon's major cities, including the state capital, lie in the fertile Willamette Valley. Repeat the question. 
Again, the category is USA. Oregon's major cities, including the state capital, lie in the fertile Willamette Valley. Hmm. What is Eugene? No, the correct response was what is Salem? Salem. The seventh Jeopardy category is painters. He began the adoration of the Magi in 1481. The lady with the famous smile came later. Who is Da Vinci? Yes, that's correct. Our eighth Jeopardy category is American history. These articles serve as the basis of the U.S. national government from 1781 to 1789. Repeat the question. Again, the category is American history. These articles served as the basis of the U.S. national government from 1781 to 1789. What are the Federalist Papers? Articles of Confederation? The correct response was what are the Articles of Confederation? Damn it, I knew it! The category is also a pro sports team. The annual running of these in Spain got international notice with Hemingway's novel, The Sun Also Rises. What are the bulls? You're right. Our 10th Jeopardy category is adjectives. This adjective that means immediate can precede coffee or pudding. What is instant? Yes, that's correct. Your next category is the zodiac. The origins of this sign go back to a crab that pinched Hercules. What is Scorpio? No, that's incorrect. Capricorn. The correct response was what is cancer? Oh, no. The final category is hail to the chief. No. The unpopularity of the Vietnam War led to his saying he wouldn't accept nomination for another term as president. It was Lyndon Johnson. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like who is or what is. Who is Lyndon Johnson? You're right. Let's see. I will not excel. Nice job. You got eight right out of 12. Nine. Oh, nine. And articles of the Confederation. Don't get discouraged if you don't know some of the clues. Keep playing to learn and improve. Oh, we don't need a lecture. All five days to play from the past week. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Pause Pause it. it. I'm going to take a leak so I can focus. All right. We have to do one question. Remember, it won't stop. The first Alexa, pause. Is... Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is. Repeat the question. Again, the category is 21st century news. In 2015, 195 countries promised to address climate change in an agreement named for this capital city. What is, what Paris? is Paris? You're right. Today's second Jeopardy category Alexa, is for tennis. Pause game. Thanks for playing. And make sure to tune in to our next episode of Jeopardy. Goddamn, dude. What'd you do? Take a shit? Out of my penis. We should have played some tunage. I forgot. All right, uh, Alexa, continue game. Which skill do you want to enable? Mm-hmm. Alexa, continue Jeopardy. 
Welcome back to Jeopardy. You've already played all the available clues. Would you like to continue your earlier game? Yes. Let's get back to where you left off. Our second Jeopardy category is anyone for tennis. Poker players should know this tennis term for a 40-40 tie score. What is aces? The correct response was what is deuce. Ow. The next category is four-letter verbs. To retain in one's possession, as a noun, it's the most secure part of a medieval castle. What is a keep? keep? Good job. Woo! The next category is food and drink retinues. While the FDA allows milk with no fat removed to be sold under the name milk, most companies add this word in front. What is skim? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is whole. Whole. Your fifth category is Michael wrote. Later turned into a Brad Pitt film, this book by Michael Lewis is subtitled The Art of Winning an Unfair Game. What is Moneyball? Your next Jeopardy category is the boat, ashore. After a year at sea without a crew, in 2020, a cargo ship named MV Alta ended up on the shores of County Cork in this country. What is Scotland? No. The correct response was what is Ireland? Ireland. Oh, my God. I was going to mix it up. Today's seventh Jeopardy category is specific we ain't doing real good. The original and largest campus of the Mayo Clinic is in this state. What is Minnesota? Yes, that's it. Your next category is mean tweeters. A tough trio of pigeons known as the Good Feathers appeared on this cartoon series with Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. What is, what is Animaniacs? You're right. Our next category is alternate anthems. I'm proud to be an American is the refrain of this Lee Greenwood hit that has been proposed as a new national anthem. Repeat the question. Proud to be an American. Again, the category is alternate anthems. I'm proud to be an American is the refrain of this Lee Greenwood hit that has been proposed as a new national anthem. I'm free. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is, or what is. What is, I'm free? You need to respond in the form of a question, starting with, who is, or what is. You can also say, repeat, or I don't know, to skip the clue. What is here in the USA? She's about to go down. I blowed her mind. Oh. You might need a new Alexa. I'm having trouble understanding right now. Please try a little later. It's the wireless connection. I think I'm hooked up to the wireless upstairs, so I didn't have to redo the Alexa app shit. I thought, I thought that was the name of the song. I'm proud Sorry. to be an American. I'm having trouble so understanding I. right now. Please try a little later. All right, shut up. I almost want to look it up. No, no, we can't. That's cheating. I know. That is cheating. Give her a minute. This, I think that she's given us an opportunity. To look. You know what we'll do in the meantime? Let us read from the book of, the good book of Bruce Lee. Yes, yeah, let's do it. do it. Shall I read a passage from the good book of Bruce Lee? That, don't, <laughs> spoil it. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, because I bought it. 
Oh, okay, that's right. I won't spoil it. I mean, when we read the whole book, how does it end? He, he <laughs> lives forever. It's not, a, it's not a happy ending. Oh <laughs> shit! But maybe it is for Bruce. You know but, what I mean? His son, his son his lives son. on, right? Yes. It's not. It's no kind of curse. There's no curse. Okay. No, his no. son was also killed accidentally in a movie. Yes, I'm aware of that. That's why I said there's no curse. All right, what do you want to hear about? Life. Let's just start with it. Just life. Right here it is. This name of this chapter, Rufus, is life. Everyone Everyone. loves life. Emptiness, the starting point. In order to taste my cup of water, you must first empty your cup. My friend, drop all of your preconceived fixed ideas and be neutral. Do you know why this cup is so useful? Because it is empty. It's to be able to absorb things, Rufus. Never stop learning. That's what I've learned from this book. You never wow. can stop learning. A cup is not useful unless it is empty. <laughs> Pretty fucking deep. That's yeah, fucking deep as shit. Yes, it is. Shit. Wow. Here we go. Life has no frontier. Life is wide, limitless. There is no bo- no border, no frontier. I believe that. I mean, surely that's true, obviously. Unless you limit yourself, there is – the possibilities are limitless. Flow in the process of life. You can never step in the same water twice, my friend. Like flowing water, life is perpetual movement. There is nothing fixed. Whatever your problems happen to be in the future, remember well that they cannot remain stationary – but must move together with your living spirit. Otherwise, you will drift into artificially or artificiality or attempt to solidify the ever-flowing. To avoid that, you must change and be flexible. Remember, the usefulness of a cup is in its emptiness. Amen. I like that I like metaphor. That. Me too. That's a fucking, wow. A cup isn't useful unless it's empty. I mean, that's it's true in a lot of ways, really. I it hope is. People can get as deep as we, but that goes back to like his, the other thing where you know you can't change what you don't know is going to happen in the future. You can just worry about it. it's going to make you crazy, but you can prepare and be able to adapt. His whole thing is flow like water, right? Be like water, like water, Rufus. That is his thing. I do I love think. that. You can never step in the same river twice. That's right? true. Right, because it's always moving and changing. Always moving. It's never the same river. That's some deep shit. Imagine if you were high (laughs) and you're fucking soaking that up. You're not even high. No. I know. It's travesty. If you were high, you'd remember that. Tomorrow, you're not even going to remember that. I'll remember it. I just won't appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, that's fucking stupid. Stupid. Ridley's a jack-off. Fucking idiot. (laughs) What a tool. I'm telling you, we can start the fucking... The, well, let's, let us make it a point to read from the Book of Lee on every show. We should. We should. We'll call it the Book of Lee. Yeah. That's the... Dominic, I am a iPhone. What? <laughs> what? Alexa. Continue Jeopardy. I don't know what that was. Welcome back to Jeopardy. Who is that You've guy? already played all the available clues. Would you like to continue your earlier game? Yes. Let's get back to where you left off. Proud to be an American. Our category is alternate anthems. The cup is proud to be an American <laughs> is the refrain of this Lee Greenwood hit that has been proposed as a new national anthem. American Patriot. 
What is American Patriot? Sorry. The correct yeah. response is what is God bless the USA. Oh, my God. The next Jeopardy category <laughs> is 1821. So this founder of Christian Science was born on July 16th, 1821. Repeat the question. Again, the category is 1821. You are a old Utah The founder of Christian Science was born on July 16th, 1821. Who is Robert Smith? Sorry, the correct response was who is Mary Baker Eddy. Okay. Our next category is a place like River Hill. This category is about places with two geographic features in their name. Ocean Grove borders Asbury Park in this state. What is New Jersey? You're right. Our last category is au contraire. The response includes the letters AU in order. Here's a boring discussion. While one handyman favored an all for making holes, the other liked this spiral-shaped tool. What is... Go ahead. What is an auger? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is? What is auger? Excellent. Nice. All right, let's see how you did today. Not good. You got seven right out of 12. Seven? I'm surprised. That's pretty good. Man, there I must are have four dug it days out to yet. catch up on. Would you like to catch up on those clues? Yes. Better. Better. Let's see what's in store. Let us breathe. Let us be an empty cup. Let us, let us drain some of the liquid from our knowledge, our cup full of knowledge. The Playtex genie is only supposed to be filled with these, not our outgoing mail. What is, repeat the question? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is? Repeat the question. Again, the category is baby. Baby didn't know that the Playtex genie is only supposed to be filled with these, not our outgoing mail. What is spam? What in the fuck no, is that question? No, the correct response is what are diapers? What? Our second Jeopardy category is Yukon. The Yukon is bordered by Alaska, the Northwest Territories, and this province. What is Saskatchewan? That's Damn not it. The correct response was what is British Columbia? <sighs> Your third Jeopardy category is drive my car. High speeds are no challenge for this car maker's challenger which has a zero to 60 time of under four seconds. What is Dodge? Excellent. Our category is what happens in Genesis. To see if the floodwaters had dried up, Noah sent out a raven and this bird. What is a dove? Yes, that's it. Your next Jeopardy category Noah also got drunk and exposed himself to his daughters. alphabet soup. Two-time NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo plays for this Midwestern team. Repeat the question. Again, the category is hoops. Once nicknamed Alphabet Soup, two-time NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo plays for this Midwestern team. What is Cleveland? That's not it. The correct response was who are the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. The next Jeopardy category differs by one letter. The response is two words that differ by a single letter, a tattletale, and a bend in a garden hose. Repeat the question. 
Again, the category is differs by one letter. A tattletale. Ah, I know it. Garden hose. What are a what are kink a and a pink? Correct. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I was around. thinking. Time now for Double Jeopardy. The seventh Jeopardy category is alphabet rockers and rappers. C.C. DeVille is the lead guitarist for this hair band behind the hit. Every rose has its thorn. What is what poison? Is Correct. No way I'm Our category let you have is American that. history. On April 17, 1907, this immigration station saw its busiest day, processing 11,747 people. What is Ellis Island? Yes, that's correct. Our next Jeopardy category is the cake. This chain sells ice cream cakes in the style of its blizzard treats. What is Dairy Queen? Excellent. Your category is literature. An award for short stories is named for this gift of the Magi author. Repeat the question. Again, the category is literature. An award for short stories is named for this gift of the Magi author. Who is Tolstoy? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was who is O. Henry. Okay. Your 11th Jeopardy category you know is natural construction. Scientists have observed bees starting their honeycomb holes as circles before forming them into this familiar shape. What is an octagon? That's not it. The correct response was what is a hexagon? Oh, no. Our final category is double consonant words. The response includes two of the same consonant in a row. When making cocktails, it's a measure equal to 1.5 ounces, or the glass that holds that amount. What is a jigger? Correct. All right, let's see how you did today. (laughs) You got seven right out of 12 today. All right, all right. pretty good. How many? You skipped seven. three days in this past week. So we're hanging in there. Do you want to catch there. up on those clues? Yes. Time to get started. We need to get three eights right now just to stay even. Yeah. yeah. Our first category is mammals. It's the heaviest mammal on Earth. What is the blue whale? You're right. Your next category is Catholicism. During Lent, It's common for Catholics to abstain from eating meat on this day of the week. What is Friday? Excellent. The third category is U.S. cities. New Mexico State University is in Las Cruces, while the University of New Mexico's main campus is in this city. What is Taos? Repeat Repeat the question. That's not it. The correct response is, what is Albuquerque? Albuquerque. The next category is snap. When you got some mess in your neighborhood, who you going to call? This black and Decker handheld vacuum first sold in 1979. What is Dustbuster? Excellent. Your fifth category is crackle. The response includes the word crack. It's been defined as the very instant the sun rises. What is the crack of dawn? Good job. The next Jeopardy category is pop. 2011 had an explosive start on the pop charts, with Katy Perry's firework trading number one with his song, Grenade. Repeat the question. Again, the category is pop. 2011 had an explosive start on the pop charts, 
with Katy Perry's firework trading number one with his song, Grenade. Please give your response or say I don't know to forfeit. Which would you like? Who was Justin Timberlake? I don't even know the question. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was who is Bruno Mars. Oh, all right. Let's move on now to the double jeopardy round. The next category is the novel's narrator. Moby Dick is narrated by this character. Who is Captain Captain Ahab? It's Ishmael. The response was who is Ishmael. Oh, my God. Our eighth jeopardy category is documentaries. Former Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara is the subject of an Oscar-winning documentary titled The Fog of This. What is war? Yes, that's it. Your next category is run it up the flagpole. If your flag of Germany is run up the pole correctly, this color stripe will be on top. What is black? Yes, that's correct. The next Jeopardy category is 80s talk. In the 1980s, it was fashionable to express your disgust by saying gag me with one of these utensils. What is a spoon? Excellent. Our 11th Jeopardy category is European history. In 751, this man the short stood tall after being anointed king of the Franks. Repeat the question. Again, the category is European history. In 751, this man the short stood tall after being anointed king of the Franks. Who is Henry? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was who is Pepin. Our last category is left behind on the moon. David Scott left a Bible from the Church of the Saint who adorns a metal known for protecting travelers. Who is Christopher? Excellent. Let's see how you did. I didn't nice really know job. my religion shit. You got eight right out of 12. Ooh, we did hey, it. That's good. <laughs> We're back in the game. Almost. Yes. We got to do good on these next two. Get ready these clues. Jeopardy category is all fairs. Soaring 26 stories into the sky. The Sun Sphere was built for the 1982 World's Fair in the state city of Knoxville. What is Tennessee? Excellent. Our next category is gloves. A four-fingered white glove with a red nose is the longtime mascot for this Betty Crocker product. What is Hamburger Helper? Good job. Your category is war, also known as the Carthaginian Wars. These three conflicts involving Rome took place between 264 and 146 B.C. What is the Trojan War? No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what are the Punic Wars? Today's fourth category is words borrowed from Japanese. This term for a wealthy and powerful business person is from the Japanese for great lord. What is tycoon? You're right. The fifth Jeopardy category is sitcoms by characters. Dr. Elliot Reed, Dr. Perry Cox, and Dr. Christopher Turk are characters on this sitcom. What is Scrubs? Excellent. Our sixth Jeopardy category is types of narrative literature. 
Watchmen is often called the quintessential one of these comic book narratives for a mature audience. What is it, a graphic novel? Excellent. Let's see what's in store for the double Jeopardy round. The category is I Hear Voices. SNL writer Steve Higgins is the announcer and sidekick for this late-night host. Repeat the question. Again, the category is I Hear Voices. SNL writer Steve Higgins is the announcer and sidekick for this late-night host. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is. Who is Jimmy Fallon? Good job. Holy shit! Facts about countries. Located in Fez and founded in the ninth century, the world's oldest university is in this country. What is India? Sorry, the correct response was what is Morocco? Morocco. Our ninth category is a graphic description. The response ends with G-R-A-P-H-Y. It's a catalog of musical recordings made by a specific performer. What is a discography? Good job. The category is Pulitzer Prize winners. This author of Contact and Cosmos won a nonfiction Pulitzer for the Dragons of Eden. Who is Carl Sagan? Correct. Nice. Today's 11th category is potpourri. This unit of measure is used for a pile of wood that's 8 feet long by 4 feet high by 4 feet wide. What is, what is a cord? Good job. Our last Jeopardy category is a defining moment. Merriam-Webster defines it as a system of public records or a grill for admitting heated air. Repeat the question. I know. Again, the category is a defining moment. Merriam-Webster defines it as a system of public records or a grill for admitting heated air. What is a register? Good job. All right. Let's see how you did on this. Ten? Twelve total clues and ten of them correct. Yes! Way to go! Just one day that you missed this week. Woo! the last two weeks now. Yes! It's time for the Jeopardy round. The first category is dead precedents. Gideon B. Wainwright overruled a 1942 precedent and found states must provide this to all defendants who cannot afford it. What is an attorney? Yes, that's it. Our category is pop culture. Red Table Talk on Facebook watch stars this actress alongside her daughter Willow and her mom Gammy. Repeat the question. Again, the category is pop culture. Red Table Talk on Facebook watch stars this actress alongside her daughter Willow and her mom Gammy. Oh, my God. Repeat the question. Repeat. I know. Who is Jada Pinkett Smith? She's breaking down, but remember that answer. Alexa. All right, remember Jada Pinkett Smith. Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding right now. Please try a little later. We're on a pretty good little roll. Got to give her a second. No, don't tell me. I don't want to know the score. I never want to know the score. You're never supposed to know your score in golf for that exact reason because you put pressure on yourself. Well, I have to know the score. Well, I know. That's your problem. 
when we put pressure on ourselves, we fucking nailed. Well, by going 10 out of 12, is that what you're saying? 10 out of 12 is pretty goddamn fucking good. Way better than the last three. We do 7 or 8. 7, 7, 8. 7, 7, 10. Yep. All right. Alexa, continue Jeopardy. Welcome back to Jeopardy. You've already played all the available clues. Would you like to continue your earlier game? Yes. Let's get back to where you left off. Your second Jeopardy category is pop culture. Red Table Talk on Facebook watched stars this actress alongside her daughter Willow and her mom Gammy. Who is Jada Pinkett Smith? Correct. Boom. Our third Jeopardy category is loads of roads. Pennsylvania is one of the states that uses this name for a toll road from a spiked barrier once used to block travel until fees were paid. What is a turnpike? Category is hairs to use. David Beckham notably wore this imitative style with short sides and a name that includes the French for false. Again, the category is hairs to use. David Beckham notably wore this imitative style with short sides and a name that includes the French for false. What is faux hawk? Yes, that's it. Your next Jeopardy category is rhyme time. The response is two words that rhyme. A dishwashing aid fit for the U.S. Forest Service mascot Woodsy. Playing from Dominic Iama's iPhone. Why are you doing that? Repeat the question. Hmm, I'm not sure. Repeat the question. Alexa, continue Jeopardy. Welcome back to Jeopardy. You've already played all the available clues. Would you like to continue your earlier game? Yes. Let's get back to where you left off. Our fifth Jeopardy category is rhyme time. The response is two words that rhyme. A dishwashing aid fit for the U.S. Forest Service mascot Woodsy. A towel owl. Or I can skip this clue. Which would you like? A towel owl. Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is, or what is. What is towel owl? You're right. Today's sixth category is Baltimore. News clues. In 1924, Calvin Coolidge came to Baltimore to speak as a statue of this French general was unveiled. Who is Lafayette? Correct. Let's see what's in store in Double Jeopardy. Our category is Mad About Madrigals. Later development of the madrigal led to the 17th century rise of this four-letter opera solo familiar to crossword solvers. What is is Aria? Yes, that's correct. Our next category is Movie Title Pairs. Adam Sandler plays his own twin sister in this 2011 movie. Repeat the question. Again, the category is movie title pairs. Adam Sandler plays his own twin sister in this 2011 movie. What is Jack and Jill? Good job. Your next Jeopardy category is historic geography. Long known as the Union of Burma, this country officially changed its name in 1989. What is Myanmar? Excellent. Oh my God! The category is Doctor Yes, MD. No, 
Before becoming Chancellor of Germany, she earned a doctorate for her thesis on quantum chemistry. Who is Merkel? Correct. Our next category is confusion. The response includes the letters K-O-N in order. It comes before gold in the name of a potato developed in Canada. What is Yukon? Yes, that's correct. Our last category is Reese's Pieces of Literature. These are selections from Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine Book Club. A Cuban-American woman travels abroad and uncovers a family secret in Chanel Cleveland's novel, Next Year in This Capital City. What is Prague? Oh, sorry. sorry Ruth. The correct response was, what is Havana? Oh. Let's see how you did today. We did good. Well done, indeed. You got 11 of the 12 clues. Damn! <laughs> You've already played all the clues this week. Fuck it, I dude! Brought it up from the worst week to the best week. That's how we're we looking at average 8.6. That's how the, the hypersloth rolls, baby. We set a record. We set a new record. With 11? With, a, I mean, like on the average against right. all games? Is 11 the most we've ever had right? That's also true. Yes, two <laughs> records. We set two records tonight, folks. One for the record books, Rufus, for now. Those last two games were fucking intense, they man. Were, yeah, we were killing it. Man, sorry I didn't know Havana. Did you know oh, Havana? No. no fucking clue. Woo! Well, folks, that's quite a ride, huh? Thanks for listening to Hypersound hey. Happy Hour. This is the 20th day of February 2021, actually, 2021. Again, everything that's been uh, said and or uh, invented during this show is the property of Hypersloth and Zigzag and Rufus, and you will be uh, executed and persecuted and civilly liable to the extent of the law where you will have to work for us for free. into oblivion, for sure. sure. So Double Z saying, ow, ow, ow! Congratulations to my man Rufus who helped set a record tonight. And Rufus, Rufus saying, oh, oh, oh. I'm so happy about that 8.6, man. Folks, we will check you on Monday night show. Until then, say hi to the Aqua Gang. And uh, Rufus, I guess we won't have a show next week, but you're gonna we'll be able to do Monday Wednesday shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monday Wednesday. I might have a new car on Monday. Just Ew. so you know, by the time the show rolls around, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the deal falls through. I, I want to hear all the, uh, the the news about the goodies. In uh, the car. You know what? It's really not overdone with goodies. That's what's good about this car. It has all the goodies, but they're not in your face. The less you have to think about when you're just trying to get somewhere, the better. The one thing it doesn't have is a touch screen. Take it back. It has a screen, but it does not have a touch screen. It has a dial down here, which is supposed to make you focus more on the road, and it actually worked today. That's our Mazda has the same thing. Oh, does it? Yeah. God, you fucking rock. All right, but out until Monday night, Rufus. I see you. I love you, brother. Peace out and uh, be good. Adios. Later, brother, friend. <laughs>